The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how effective web development and digital marketing solves business problems. As always, joined with my co-host, co-founder of Trinity Web Media, Kevin Everly. Kevin, how are you today? Greg, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing excellent. I'm excited to talk today on this podcast because today I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to dive a little bit into Kevin work Kevin and the work. world of Kevin. <laughs> and well, and, and well, you know that, that that's our little inside internal joke here. Um, so we, we always define Kevin work as you know the billing. And the proposals and everything that makes the business go. All the day-to-day stuff, all the operations that makes Trinity Web Media stay afloat really is what Kevin does. And Kevin's great at it. So today I thought that we would start off a little bit talking about, you know, running an agency. And I think it's in our client's best interest to understand, like, why projects are built a certain way and how we build them and how we make a determination. How do we determine... If it's a project-based cost, if it's an hourly-based cost, or if it's a recurring type of project, is it a retainer-type situation? So what do you think about that? I love it. It's something I'm familiar with and deal with day-to-day. So, you know, it's typically me asking you questions. So I think I'll be able to field a couple for you on this one. Right, yeah, (laughs) which is always nice because we all know the world needs less of me and more of other people on this podcast especially. So anyway, okay, that being said... Do you, do you have a preference? When we go and we meet with clients and when clients come to us, do you think that they're typically surprised that we prefer to bill everything as a project versus hourly? So I think, you know, I think depending on what that client's needs are, you know, that's going to kind of dictate how we're going to bill. If, you know, when somebody comes to you and says, hey, can you do this on a website? A lot of times we say, you know, Hey, I don't know that we can do this because of the where the website's currently at. We, it's not scalable, right? You know, so some there is the situations where something that somebody thinks might be, you know, a small cost or an hourly cost. You know, you get into and it, it's not always you know that simple. So typically, when I'm able to go into a client meeting, you know, and we're going to discuss these things, being able to arm myself with where they're at now, prior to a meeting kind of dictates those terms. Yeah, I think that I totally agree with you because, you you know, especially, you know, my preference always is let's do project-based billing when it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean when it makes sense? When it makes sense for all parties, when it makes sense for the customer and for us too. Customer first, of course. But like, Project-based billing, do you think that there's any reason for us not to do a project-based billing when we have a clean canvas on a blank page where we're going ahead and developing a new website for somebody? Uh, no. I think it works in both of uh, you know our and the client's interest. You know, us billing on a per-project basis, you know, with the way that our website development process flows makes the most sense because, you know, we're going to book the work, get assets and content from a client typically. And then we don't really need much from that client until we get to a certain point with a layout. You know, they're, they're going to give us opinions and things like that, and we're going to collaborate, but they don't really have much to visually give us feedback on. 
Yeah, I, I think so. And also, from a point of trust and a part of rapport and building a relationship, it's really hard, I think, to build a relationship when you say it's X amount of dollars mm-hmm. an hour. Well, how many hours is it going to take? Know. I don't know. That, that's where it works. Well, what's my final What's my final bill going to be? Yeah. Well, I don't know. So that, you know, I think that... I, th- I think that that's a shitty place to, I, I think it's a shitty way to leave a client when it's like, this is, I think it's going to take 10 hours. This is the hourly cost. Hence the simple math is this is the bill. Then what happens when you're 10 hours in and you're not even halfway done? Where does that go? You know what I mean? Then you go back to it and you say, well, we had to do this because of this, this, and this. I don't think the client really cares. And I don't think that that's a great way, you know, we're not car mechanics where we're going. There's so many variables. We're going mm-hmm. under the hood. Some instances, yes, we are. But most instances that we're talking about, you know, from a clean slate, we know what we're getting. We know what we're working with. It's it's our job up front. You know, nothing is worse than leaving somebody hanging or having to make that call or receive that call and say, well, we thought it was going to cost this much, but actually it's going to be this. Yeah. Much. I mean, anybody who has a car, you know, and drives enough has taken their car in for an oil change and been gotten that phone call saying, Hey, we found this when we opened it up. Right. And it's like, well, and that's kind of where I was going with like our process and our, how our process kind of sets the expectation of how things are going to be delivered for a client. So, you know, you know, Hey, it's going to cost this amount and this is what you're getting. Typically it works out in the client's favor because a lot of things that, you know, would have been charged hourly are already built into our process. We understand, you know, we understand what it takes to get that product across the finish line to meet a client's expectations. You know, every call, every review on an hourly basis is going to cost, you know, the client money. Yeah. And I think that it's just a tough way to do business when it's like, you know, my favorite part of it is from a budget budgeting standpoint, and it's got to help yeah. you a little bit here to know what money is coming in at the project inception, what money is coming in at the finish of the job. The client also can budget accordingly. Well, okay. It's, you know, a $5,000 project. It's going to be $2,500 here and $2,500 here. I think that if you can get project pricing in place and come to a place where you know your company well enough and you know your your employees and you know the process well enough, it, it works for everybody because now we know everybody knows what to expect. I'll be honest. You know, we couldn't be able to run our company the way we do if we were booking hourly work. You know, it would we'd never know if we could afford the resources from one month to the next, our payroll, things like that. You know, we wouldn't be able to forecast things out. And the same to a client. They're not going to know how much their website is going to cost if it if it's the ongoing, ever, you know, never ending project of, well, I thought we were going to get this. Oh, sure. With another 10 hours, I can get you there. Oh, here, here you go. You know, oh, well, this isn't the way I thought it was. Let's tweak it around. Right. And now I know everybody listening, all the veterans out there in the audience and everyone listening, well, that's great. But sometimes they don't know what they want or sometimes the project changes. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that that's where you really narrow in on a good, solid scope of work where you said for X dollar amount, you will get why and included in that why scope is all of these things now 
should the project take a turn? Mm-hmm. And they do from time to time. And all of a sudden, you know, people's needs change, people's businesses change, their functionality changes, their requirements change. All that takes is a conversation, which a lot of people surprisingly are not willing to have, and saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, this is a change order. Let, we need to add this to the scope of work. For us to add that will be, you know, Z amount of dollars. And you will see this reflected on the final invoice. That's the biggest thing. Like, no, I don't think, you know, a lot of people argue and say, well, project pricing, you know, it, it helps, you know, the client, you know, engage in scope creep and all that stuff when you're just add, adding more and more and more per project. I say no, as long as you have a solid scope in the beginning and you start off the engagement properly, that shit doesn't come into play. Yeah, I mean, and this is also our responsibility as marketers to explain our process and how the product is delivered and what a client is truly paying for. You know, what we do is so intangible. You can't put it on a shelf. You can't open it as a gift. You can't, you know, hold it in your hand. Right. It exists online and nowhere else. Right. And if, if, you know, and if it were tangible, you know, then sure, you know, you can see. You know, then it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a no-brainer just to pay for that. You'd never pay for a product that was tangible hourly. Yeah, and I mean, for a lot of clients, it's okay. We understand, but, you know, you think, you know, a a lot of clients have the perception, oh, that's going to take five minutes, right? Well, that's the thing. So, you know what I've learned when it comes to this shit is I hate the words simple. We've banned them from our office. Simple, easy, Mm -hmm. quick fast, no big deal, Mm -hmm. as soon as possible is the other one that I fucking hate because they're all subjective, right? What what is easy to me to spin up a server and install WordPress and do all this stuff is difficult for somebody else. What makes it easy for me is the years of experience that I have and how to do things methodically and to make sure that things are done right. So... There is some of that that comes into play always when, you know, always the shit that people think are really, really easy to, well, it's really easy just to add that contact form on the homepage on the right half of that one centered area. And, you know, well, no, not always. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't understand how it affects the other divs or the other widget areas or how that, you know, CSS needs to be, you know, how, how the, 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 the ID in the CSS has to be written or how that area needs to be called from the functions file. Like people don't, oh, just do that. Because they can do that in like a drag and drop or like a Photoshop. Oh, I just place it right there. It's just, it's easy, right? Well, well no, it's not that easy. It seems simple enough. It seems like it should be, but it's it, it, a lot of that stuff is a pain in the ass, you know? And which is why there's a cost associated with getting that stuff done. So, I mean, I don't want people, I don't want the audience to think that there's never the time for the hourly project, you know, cause there certainly is. Right. You know, it- yeah. And so I, I, hourly projects are one of those things. I think that I like to handle it, you know, from my experience with marketing press, my experience of having a lot of retainer clients, my experience with Trinity is I like to have that when there are so many unknowns mm-hmm. where we can say, look, you don't even know what the hell you need or want. You don't even know what's under the hood. Look, if I take my car in for the engine to be looked at, at least when they open the hood, provided I drove there, 
That's a big thing. Provided that I drove there, there should be an engine under the hood. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> now, if we're working with somebody and they say, well, take a look at this, and you go in there and you're like, oh, my God, there's yeah. nothing there. Like all the stuff that I need to get myself, there's nothing there. It's like one of those unknowns. And then it's like, okay, well, I could bill you for X amount, five hours worth of work at this rate. And then we can go ahead and see how far that takes us so that we can get a better idea. I think that my I, my goal always when it, we do build hourly still comes back to the pro- project-based mm-hmm. cost. You know, I always want to get, you know, use the, the hourly model to get more intel to go ahead and in, 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 intellectually make a good, you know, judgment or, you know, get a great idea as to what it should cost yeah, I mean, typically hourly stuff for us at least comes into play when we we haven't built your website. We we don't know anything that's right. going on. You know, we have a ton of auditing and research to do to be able to get to complete a project or to that target. You know, wh- whatever it is you're calling us for, we can't fix that just by looking on the exterior. Right, and you know, a lot of people I'm sure are saying, "Well, aren't, aren't the project costs?" derived from an hourly rate. Well, of course they are, but at the same time, there's other factors that go into that. You know, I am not bashful at saying that there is a, you know, that it's the amount of time times the rate that we want to charge with a multiplier of our experience and the value that is being brought to the product project. Just because something takes, you know, me an hour, you know, it doesn't mean that the billing should only be an hour worth of work. There's value and there's experience that you're paying for over the from from that I've acquired and that we've acquired as a company in our collective 25 years of doing this. That is all rolled in there that you can't just put on an hourly number. If you put it on an hourly number, it's it's absurd. And, so and I mean, to, it's and, and something so something that takes me one hour may take somebody else well, and the hour that you're spending takes the company another two to book the work have the conversations follow up with clients billing accounting on the back end you know we're not freelancers right and that's all that's all consumed in there you know a lot of people you know two things you know a lot of times something that takes me an hour would take somebody else five hours something that takes somebody else 30 minutes may take mm-hmm. me five hours so there's a lot of give and take there when it comes to the client. So I think project-based is Correct. fair. The, the second point being that, just like you said, within that de- that rate, yes, that's the rate of development at which you're being charged, but that's not just for development. That's for everything else all wrapped into that. The you know the, the other business co- the cost of doing business is also rolled into mm-hmm. that labor cost. I mean. You know, I think that, you know, you and I run a very lean company, a very lean development company. We also help people more often than not. You know, one of my big things is, you know, if we can't make if we, if we can make something better, we can help somebody. Why wouldn't we? Right. <clears throat> so you don't have the budget for a five thousand or ten thousand dollar project. You have a budget for a two thousand dollar project. Or in some extreme cases, and I know this to be true, where you come to me and like, look, this guy's got 750 bucks. He just needs this and this. He's a good dude. He just needs a little help. Will you do it? And I'll say, absolutely. I'll knock it out 
on a Saturday afternoon when I'm watching baseball. Let's get it. Let's just get it rolling. Let's help somebody. You know, that's one of the things that we always try to do. And do we do that too much? Sometimes we do do that too much. The, the one thing is, is that I never, ever negotiate price. And I know that you've taken the, the stance that you don't negotiate price either. Some instances we can negotiate scope. You know, okay, hey, maybe this is a great, you know, phase two addition. We could bring you down to your price range. The other thing that I'm always willing to negotiate is terms of payment. Okay, do you need an extra 30 days? That you know, right. I, I get it. I also run a small business. I understand how important cash flow is. Sure. Yeah, and I, I like that we've brought that into the business and that you've spearheaded that where we don't negotiate price, we negotiate sure. we can negotiate terms. You know, if you don't have the budget for something, just let's just talk about it. We're we understand. Trust me, we we totally understand. I mean, I wanna I want to have a company retreat to Telluride or something like that. And <laughs> that shit's not happening, you know, for, for a multitude of reasons. <clears throat> Just kidding. But like, I understand not having the budget to do everything that you want to do, but also the value in finding somebody who's willing to work within your budget, within your constraints to start the process. Now this is going way awesome. back to this is podcast 40, by the way, this is number 40. So going way mm -hmm. back, I know that we talked about the iterative process. Just because, you know, we can bill out a project for all three phases so that you can accumulate the budget and we can develop a timeline and then we can say, okay, now that it's project-based, we can say, okay, well, phase one is going to cost this amount. Phase two is going to cost this amount. Phase three is going to cost that amount. And now we're starting to work with a company and we're starting to figure things out, you know, where we are on the team. Yeah. And, you know, we've done this before too, you know, and this kind of falls into the hourly where we're working on a project that we have to kind of phase out and the company will buy pre-purchased times of development, you know, blocks of development time for a you know, slight discount. Right. And because we treat that as a project, a project, you know, 10 hours is still 10 hours, but we can, you know, it's, it's to everybody's benefit to buy the pre pre program blocks of time that's kind of, sort of a tongue twister you know those blocks of time that have them on the books to say okay well hey you know i spoke with a client the other day uh, a nonprofit here, here in orange county who said well we have some credit with a developer what should we have them do you know and the executive director is a good friend of mine and i'm saying well this is what they should be working on you know here mm -hmm. here here and here you know because they're already kind of in 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 the same room with those people already, you know, or or you know, in married to them at the moment. So I mean, I think that that's a, a win. You know, I worked that leads me into kind of the third model, which I've been successful with, and that I really love is companies buying. And I, I did this with a couple of marketing professionals that I know. I've done it with nonprofit organizations. I've done it with. Um, health care organizations where I say, look, I don't care what you have us work on. You get 15 hours of my time every month for this amount of money. And mm -hmm. if you use the 15 hours, awesome. If not, you kind of lose it. So let's use it. But if they went over 15, I was never so rigid. I was like, well, I sent them an additional bill unless it got like really extreme mm -hmm. because that's a form of scope creep. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, it's sort of a soft form of yeah. scope creep, increasing the hours. But it's like, okay, 
I know we bill you for 15. You really used 18 of my time. I know that somewhere along the way, it's going to be a wash. Sure. You know, and, and that helps everybody. Now they have a, a web developer and a marketing digital marketing professional on staff where they probably couldn't afford one before. Mm-hmm. Right. They're paying them, you know, let's say a thousand dollars a month, you know, it would be $12,000 versus a $70,000 salary. Yep. And they have somebody else who, somebody who can get things done. Conversely, as a business, we have, we know that, all right, our expenses are, you know, $1,700 a month to make something up. We know the client A is, you know, already good for a thousand of that. All right, cool. We're running a, a smarter business. I think that it just helps everybody when you're ahead of the game that way, especially when you're dealing with the dollars that we're dealing with. We're not dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think that if we deal with, uh, with a project, you know, from conception to completion, if it's $15,000, I think that that's on the extremely high. And I mean, this, this might be an entirely new topic for our next podcast, but really understanding when it's ethical to put a client on retainer. You know, we've dealt with a lot of uh, organizations recently where, you know, hey, I pay X amount monthly. Okay, what do they do for that? Oh, I have no clue. Yeah, or nothing. Or, or nothing. You know, if you're not at least getting a monthly report for your money, you know, the, the, be careful with the retaining model. Make sure you're working with people you know, like, trust, and can solve your problem for that because, you know. Yeah, and, you, and wanna... when, you know, when it comes to being be careful to the retaining model, I'd say be, be careful with the retainer model when it comes to signing long-term contracts. Yes. You know, I think that all of ours that we've always had, is yeah, you can leave us at any time with thirty day notice. Thirty day, yeah, because you know our content and things are produced and guaranteed to our people. So right. exactly, so thirty day notice, we're cool. It's kind of like moving out of an apartment month to month. You yeah. know, we're, we're go month to month. We look if you want to get a little bit better. You know, we don't really fuck around with the rates all that much anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like if you want to get a little bit of a discount, sure, sign it. You know, lock us in for six months. Look, if it's easier for you to pay us. Three months and then pay us three months versus paying us monthly. Okay, cool. Whatever. We're flexible like that. That's the luxury that we have as, as running a lean small business is that we can be fluid to meet the client's needs and not some kind of big conglomerate or say, well, you know, you pay forty nine ninety nine dollars a month in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. You know, like. For what? Fuck. For what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like in a couple instances we've heard like, oh. They handle all my changes. Okay, well, when's the last time you sent them changes? I sent them changes six weeks ago. Are they done yet? No. Yeah. Okay, so they're good at receiving your changes. It's like the Seinfeld thing. Like, your guys are good at making reservations. You guys aren't good at actually renting cars. You know, it's like that. You're good at receiving my changes, but actually not getting them. Well, you know, so recognizing when a client, you know, to have that discussion regarding retainers with clients is, you know, we all know that client who's like, oh, man, they're never going to touch this site again. Right, right, and that, those are the ones that are like. Ugh. Yep, you, you know, know, you want you want them to be under retain a fair retainer, so you know there's maintenance going on. Their site's not going to go down. You know, somebody has eyes on it because you know that they're not necessarily engaged in the business from a day to day standpoint of what's going on online. And if it does go down, what happens? Exactly. You know, that's a whole another type of retainer. Really, is is maintenance contracts when it comes to web stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. You know, we do those month to month too. I think that I think that the it it comes into knowing your business. It comes into knowing your client. Mm-hmm. It comes into knowing what's going to make them tick and what's going to make them most comfortable. 
Like, look, if you want us to keep track of our hours and do that, fine. We're gonna do it. Fine. But you know what? I don't think there's a lot of value in it. I think it's more work than good. And then at the end, I just never want to be in that uncomfortable situation where it's like, why did installing gravity forms and setting up all this conditional logic and all these data data, you know, pass through data queries, why did all that why did that cost me five hundred dollars? My nephew can build it. Or why did that take you five hours? Mm-hmm. You know, my nephew could have done that in forty five minutes. Well, okay. Sure. Did he read the API documents? Is he sure that the, the data is going to pass through to this other platform properly? It, is the conditional logic set up to provide a good user experience? Is you know what I mean? It's all I never want to get into those. Like, and if he if he those, can't and his hands are in it when it breaks, who fixes it? Yeah, well then then what happens? That's a whole yeah. other thing. So I think that I think that this is an interesting topic, you know, and and this is definitely you know in in your world, uh, you know, because you handle all the definitely all the financial shit, but also a lot of the the bulk of the business development for Trinity. Do you have a preference when it comes to the three? You know, I think any company shooting for longevity needs, you know, projects coming across between, you know, that consist of all three of those. I think there's the time and the place for each one. I think recognizing what's right for the client and what it's going to take to achieve their goals and business goals and you know, get them to where they want to go, whatever's best for the client, you know, I'm happy with, I'd love to see, you know, five new retainer clients come in a month, but if it's, if it's not of the right client, it's going to be more work and more harm to our reputation than good. Yeah. And along the same lines, I agree with you. I think that I love project-based stuff. I love, you know, retainer-based stuff, you know, Hourly, you know, for me is a little bit more difficult only because it, it puts more of the onus on me to keep track of my hours, every little thing that I do. And like, I want to go ahead and make something great. I don't want to log like, fuck, that took me 15 minutes. Here's another, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I had this idea. You know, I did it. <clears throat> it gets into like really, really administrative. And I know that there's tools out there like, you know, Harvest has a good time tracking tool. And I, I know there's tons of them out there, but it's just, you know, I prefer, you know, the first one and the third one. Myself. I would, you know, any, I, I'd much rather see our time being spent helping clients than pay, doing paperwork. Yeah. So. Yeah. And whenever we can help a client, we definitely want to go that extra mile and make sure that we do. So this has been a pretty interesting topic. I'm glad that we dove into the world of, of Kevin's work. So if any of the, uh, any, anybody out there is an always sunny fan, you know, Charlie work at a <laughs> yeah. desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's actually where it came from. We didn't know what to call all the stuff Kevin had to do, and we were in a, we were in the New Jersey office working together, and we were we we're both fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and there's tons of Charlie work going on, and Kevin said, you know, this is just Kevin work, so it's just kind of funny. So, any parting thoughts here? Anything you know, that people you know, need to know? when uh, you know, there's there's a time and a place for each billing, you know, and. A, a company being able to adapt is part of the reason that we're going to be here. And, you know, you're never going to make that phone call and be like, Oh, where'd my web guy go that we hear about constantly. So. Yeah. It's amazing. Like how often people actually say that that's a problem. You know, I mean, that, that's a whole other, you know, I, I would say 20 to 30% of the people we talk to is, Oh, I used to know. I don't yeah, know what happened. Whole other, I guess they don't do this. Other, that's a whole other podcast and talk show now, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah so let's wrap this one up and not go into the next 
Yeah, so, all right, everybody, thank you for listening. We appreciate you coming by and checking out the new marketing show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. So if you would leave a reading review, we definitely would love it. Your readings, your reviews help us get the show out to more people, help us help more people. So today was a good topic, kind of diving into the business of the agency. So hopefully we can do more of this. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Excellent. So I will talk to you later, Kevin. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Greg, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care.